yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is hecka boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Hello, you're listening to Stand Up Dads. This is Rob. And Mike. Mike is out of town. Uh, we are recording remotely for the first time. So if it sounds different, that's why. And uh, yell at the Hopefully sound. Hopefully it'll go good, yeah. Yeah. So what have you been doing? Yeah, I mean, I've been out for my school I teach at. It's online, but once a year, we have to go out and do the state testing. So the kids end up going to, like, different spots you know, whatever's closest for their family. So I was like in Stockton and Emeryville, and I'm in Modesto. So Glamorous. I will be glad when I'm back home. It's been hard. I only get Olivia on the weekends right now until this is done. But it's only once a year, you know? Cool. Not too bad. And that wraps up after this um, week, so we'll be able to record in person again. Yeah, and then for the, you know, it's funny because we do the testing, and we're just sort of sitting there to make sure, I guess, they don't cheat or something, you know? But then if I want to work on something, like, I'm just sitting there. Mm. I wanted to sit and draw, but then the kid next to me kept going, like, what are you drawing? (laughs) So I basically just have to sit there while they're doing it, because if I do anything, they're like, hey, what is that, you know? That's more (laughs) They don't want to be doing the testing, you know? Okay. Sorry, man. Yeah, I always remember teachers looked so bored when they had to make us do those tests. Oh, my God, yeah. And it doesn't affect their grades, right? No, that's the weird part is like it's mandated by California and they have to like we have to do it. And I think there's something like a, California allows people to opt out of it, but they still expect schools to get like 95 percent of their students to take the test. But then nothing's really done with it. You know, they kind of I guess they use it as an overview yeah, of how schools are doing it, but it doesn't affect the kids grade at their school. I think the parents have to, like, specifically ask to even get the grade, you know? Got it. Okay. It's a weird thing. One of the things where it's just, like, you have to do it, you know? But why? <laughs> Stop mm-hmm. asking questions, you know? <laughs> the joys of no child left just, behind. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking it's about... It's hard when the kids get stressed, you know? Well, and I don't do... It's like, why stress them out? I mean, it doesn't affect you, kid. Totally. Yeah. And then they don't want you to say that. So you have to say yeah. it in some way to, like, not tell them, like, this isn't used for anything. So they don't try at all. But at the same time, when they're stressed, you're kind of like, God, I wish they had just opted out because torturing this yeah. kid to do this, you know? We'll have to do an episode Especially, I think, when they, testing. They, like, they've been working all from home since we're online, you know? It makes it even, I think, way worse to suddenly have to go in and take a test and you've got freaking teachers standing around, you know? Got it. Now you get to meet your kids. I haven't, in the three weeks, I haven't had one kid that was one of mine, though. Oh, okay. Because we teach, like, kinder all the way through high school, but really these tests are only third grade, I think it's third, fifth, eighth, and 11th. So unless it's an 11th grader, like, I only teach high school, so... Got it. I see more of my students at the end of year stuff, like the picnics or graduation, you know. Okay. 
Well, cool. So that's pretty cool. Well, we're talking today about learning stuff. Whoever's on our Facebook group, um, you guys saw I was pay- posting stuff about my kid had a lemonade stand the other day. And that's cool, yeah. Yeah, because he was the one. This is all him. He's like, I want to do a lemonade stand. And he was just a pest about it, and my wife wouldn't let me sweep it under the rug. And... <laughs> You know, so we did it. We set it up, and he made like thirty-five bucks, which is, I think, we. That's made really it. good. Yeah, I mean, when you consider all the put shit we put into it, and maybe we lost ten, but um, yeah, but people yeah. were so cool. I was looking at it like, okay, cool. I get to teach him about money and making change, and and people were yeah. too nice because they're like, oh, uh, I only have uh, a ten. I'm like, okay, I got change, and like, oh, just keep it, I'm like, lady. <laughs> Oh, let me, okay, yeah. you know, you're spoiling the kid, but thank you. But now we're like, okay, what do we do with this money? Because <laughs> he doesn't quite understand money yet. He's six. And I've tried, and it yeah. drives me nuts because, like, even just identifying coins. Okay, what is this? Yeah. And it's like, look, the one that's a different color is a penny every goddamn time. Just remember that, and he just won't. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking up articles about it, and they were talking about how to teach your kids about money at different ages. Found a few. One of them broke it down by age. Like how to teach preschoolers or and kindergartners about money, uh, which was kind of cool. And the first tip they point out for preschoolers and kindergartners is to use a clear jar to save, because you know every kid I remember you know has like like a piggy bank, but you don't see the money after it gets dropped in. Oh yeah, yeah. And the argument they used is kind of out of sight, out of mind. But if they can see it growing, they can get excited about it. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So and you make a big deal about it, and you know when they put stuff in, it's like, hey, when it gets full at this point, we're gonna do something with it. And then they set they said one it says set an example and then this one quote haunts me because it freaks me out study by the university of cambridge found that money habits in children are formed by the time they're seven years old no (laughs) that's what i said oh my god yeah and there's you know and they're watching you all the time oh for me watching me is not a good idea (laughs) well i mean shoot you know, they point out, like, if you're paying everything by credit card and making binge purchases. Not binge, but, you know. Yeah. What's the word? Impulse buys. Oh, that Crap. looks good. Let's get that. That's me. Yeah. And that's yeah. everybody at some point, you know. And I think with everything with credit cards versus paying with cash. Because when I had cash, I was like, okay, I've got 40 bucks. It's going to have to last me till Friday or whatever. You pay attention yeah. to what you're buying. When it's on a card, yeah. I mean, how many times have you walked out? It's like, what did I just spend? Yeah. And then you realize it when you get your goddamn bill. And that's all auto-paid, so you end up not even finding out anyway but yeah um, yeah you end up like just handing it over at a restaurant sometimes you're too busy talking you're just like handing them the card you know exactly so yeah let's see and then tip number three for preschoolers and kindergartners show them the stuff costs money and it's more than just saying that costs this much or anything like that help them actually take the money out of their jar and have them hand their money to the cashier and then they'll just see okay uh, this is what's there and then they'll realize well there's not as much in my my jar now but i have this cool toy or whatever the hell and i will be posting links to these stories and then the next segments on elementary students and middle schoolers show opportunity cost pretty much it's just telling them if you buy this video game then you're not gonna have the money to buy that pair of shoes oh okay so just making them see that their decisions have a have impact and yeah. then this one did you get an allowance as a kid i don't think so i don't remember okay i know I, 
once I got a job, 14. So I don't think before that. I think before that, it would be saving from my birthdays and Christmas and stuff, you know? Yeah, I never got an allowance either. But, you know, they're saying don't just give your kids money for breathing, which I totally agree with. Yeah. They they call it giving them a commission based on chores they do around the house, which, again... Commission, that's cool. But they should be doing that crap anyway. They're talking about taking out the trash, cleaning the room, mowing the grass. I mean, I guess mowing the grass is a little bit above and beyond, but you got to keep your damn Uh, room clean. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like that is stuff just you're part of helping out around the house. Exactly. It's like, well, what's it worth to me? Yeah. Hey, can you get me this from the garage? What's in it for me? It's like, fuck you. I don't beat the shit out of you today. (laughs) (laughs) We at Stand Up Yeah, you're going to be fed and you get to, you have your own room. (laughs) Exactly. But anyway, if you do, you know, don't just give them money because it's Friday or whatever. They're just saying, you know, help them understand that money is earned, not just given to them. Growing up, it was like, if I needed money, I had to ask my parents. And again, like you started working at 14, I started working at 14. So before then, although I don't really remember. Remember spending a whole lot of money before that. Yeah, I remember going to the comic shop. So I think yeah. maybe I had money for there. Maybe nerd. I don't know. <laughs> That's that's my mom. She'd remember. Yeah, I She's can't remember. Uh, point number three about teaching elementary students and middle schoolers about money. This is one apparently you and my wife have issues with. Avoid impulse buys. And actually me. Oh, yeah, I'm bad with it. All my podcast recording equipment. I mean, I did plan it out, but they were kind of impulsive. Yeah, but yours is different. Yours is still like it's for something. It's not just like, ooh, I like this, you know? Yeah, it wasn't because it'll look pretty now, on the shelf. Figure it out later. But their way of doing it is have them use their hard-earned mission to buy the stuff that they want. So it's not just coming from you because there's no value. You know, I always, we always remember the kids that their parents bought them a car for their 16th birthday. Oh, yeah. And they were always the biggest pricks and they never took care of it. And yeah, unless you got the beater that was handed down to you or like me, I went halves with my dad. Loved that first car. Yeah, yeah. They also say, in addition to having them pay with their own money, encourage them to wait at least for one day before they buy anything that's over 15 bucks. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so if it's still going to be there, you know, it'll still be You're there. You're going to teach them out about webmails and emails too later <laughs> and text messages. Yeah. You got to wait wait a day before you send it. What's the stupidest thing you ever bought on Impulse? Oh, Jesus. Mm. Don't say engagement ring. <laughs> God, man, I really can't think. There's so many stupid things. Yeah. That I bought. I'm trying to think of a big one. Why does he have to be a big I one? I know, like, when I went and I was 16 or 17, I went to the San Diego Comic Con and I borrowed money to buy one of those limited edition cells, animation cells. Mm-hmm. I paid it back from, you know, working at the comic shop and stuff, but that thing was like 200 bucks in like 1990 and things are worthless, you know? But it was <laughs> are, just. Are cells like, no longer valuable? Oh, no. Not the reproduction ones are oh. totally not like only real ones but for it had a good run where you thought it was and it was almost like they the you know the warner brothers store and the disney store were able to like kind of falsely create a market for that and like their statue collections and stuff they they made it seem like you know oh these are <clears throat> limited and then they'd show how much they're selling for you know but you know after like four or five years you could just see it's just man once i buy this it's worse than a car like oh, wow okay. you know you try to reset sell it, you're going to get 50 bucks for it or something, you know, not 200 or less. Well, that's kind of a that's trip. Probably that's, I mean, I have so many, but that's a pretty dumb one. I bought what about you? compound bow when I was in college. A I bow? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Well, Did I you go a... kill anything with it? Well, that was the thing. I was get, I got good. I could hit a like a like a soda can at forty feet. But the, Jesus, wow. Well, yeah, but that's pretty much the equivalent of what you're aiming for. 
but I was invited to go. They were going after like javelina or something in the desert. And I just was like, yeah, I really don't want to do this. So that was probably one of the dumber things. It's still sitting in my garage. That was probably 200 bucks just down the toilet. But that was like 20 something years ago. They're like, this won't be cool. Yeah. Anyone wants hey, to... now I'm really worried about how I show spending to Olivia because... Our kids are fucked. I do that uh, shit all the time. Well, anyone wants some cells or a compound bow, uh, email us at thestandupdads at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The money will go towards our kids. <laughs> Finally, uh, for middle schoolers and elementary school kids, stress the importance of giving. Clearly, this person is a hippie. Uh, they're just talking about getting, teaching them about charity, which is actually a good thing. Yeah. Because, you know, they'll see how giving doesn't affect just the people to give to but it affects the giver as well the few times that i gave as a kid i gave more time than money because i never had money yeah yeah i always felt better after let's see it moves on to teaching teenagers about money it says teach them contentment you know it's when the kid starts bitching about well mike's parents got him a brand new car how come i gotta drive this piece of shit subaru well, your subaru still fucking yeah, works yeah. be content with that so i guess teach your kids how to settle <laughs> but <laughs> just to remind them that it's still better than nothing yeah. Next one. Because, I mean, yeah, because I do remember, like, oh, what was her name? There was a girl whose her dad was, uh, well, we don't mention names, but I remember he looked like Santa Claus and he was a gynecologist, which was kind of creepy. And <laughs> I don't remember that at all. He bought his daughter, like, a Porsche, and she totally Jesus. ran it into the ground. Like, she never checked the oil. It was a used one. Yeah. But it, like, she never checked the oil, and it blew, you know, she fried the engine and was all upset. Just was expecting to get another one. And I was like, dude. Dude, you know. Oh my god. Yeah, that was in high school. It was really sad because we went to a private school and like the teachers lot, those cars look like shit compared to the student lot. Yeah. That was kind of really sad. But the next one, give them responsibility of a bank account. You know, have them set up a bank account and understand how it works, which is great. Olivia called those bacon accounts because some kid said that oh, in first grade because <laughs> he was bragging about his bank account, but he couldn't say bank. He kept saying, I have a bacon account. My parents got it for me. <laughs> Makes sense for you have a piggy bank, but piggy bacon, yep. I don't know. Got bacon, man. Yeah. This one's kind of sad. Get them saving for college. Like, how many parents aren't, let alone the kids? You know, they're talking about, like, if your kid's working a summer job, have them put some into an account just for college. Yeah. Well, at this point, too, it's like, until they know specifically what they're going to do, it used to be so worth so much more to have a college degree. Whereas now, it's kind of like, you better know well, exactly what you're doing, you know? Well, and um, who does? Fucking oh, it's a waste. 46. I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah. But, yeah. It's a waste, you know. Yeah. But just having that piece of paper opens a lot more doors than not. Yeah. But the shitty thing is, whatever they put aside is going to last them maybe the first week of college. And that's going to be gone unless they get a. Re- <laughs> So it's yeah, more symbolic yeah. than anything. But I mean, yeah. I didn't save shit for college and neither, neither did my parents, which is why I went to community college for two years and went, and yeah, went to state yeah. school. I did better her first five years. I was putting consistently into one of those uh, California scholar shares or whatever. Okay. And then the divorce and stuff, I haven't had money to put extra. Yeah. I kind of hope, God, I hope that builds, you know? Like, exactly. Like, I need that, yeah. Yeah, we've got one for the kid, but yeah, I haven't been able to put anything in lately. But hopefully we'll start up again because he's definitely not going to get me a sports scholarship. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know that. He could turn into like some mauler football player. Who knows? Could. And I could wake up tomorrow morning looking like Pam Anderson in her prime. (laughs) 
Step number four for teaching teenagers about money, teach them to steer clear of student loans, which I have to agree with because you're pretty much giving like something equivalent to a shitty home loan to a kid who hasn't worked or proven himself or anything. And they Yeah, don't and then depending on what you get, I remember meeting people who had over 100000 for like a business degree and then mm-hmm. having trouble getting a job, you know, just depends. Better than a hundred grand on an art you degree, know? you know. Hey, dang it, this is Olivia calling through. Yeah. Are we able to pause it? Yeah. I'll pause it right now. This is Olivia, and you're listening to Big, Big Nerds on the radio. Okay, so teach your kids to save, to steer clear of student loans. Teach them a danger of credit cards, because I cringe when I think back to all the times in college when I applied for a stupid credit card because they had a t-shirt or a water bottle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No concept of what it did to my credit score or what a credit score even was. Yeah, yeah, and the ones just like the store cards, which are way worse, do it just because you get 10% off or something for Target for that one day Ooh. and then it's going to end up costing you like twice as much once the 30% kicks in. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, tar- credit cards are great if you can pay them off right away, but if you can pay them off right away, why fucking use them? Yeah. Uh, the next one they say, get them on a simple budget. I don't know how to budget. I don't know if you... Nope. That was never taught. Yeah, they always talk about it. So, well, figure out how much you spend on this. I'm like, yeah, I know how much I spend on that. So... <laughs> they didn't have it when we were there at home Mac or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that was the whole, yeah, the economics of home economics. It just, it's going away. Well, we're actually going to get talk about that next about, you know, they're bringing stuff like that back for millennials because they are proving to not be able to handle stuff sometimes. I introduce them to the magic of compound interest. I have beef with this one because it's not so magical and you're, the best you can get is a quarter of a percent on a bank account. Yeah, um, I think that's one that's like left over from like the olden days or something. Well, compound interest that's isn't that you're important. you're like the 20s. Well, that's how the credit card companies fuck. You. Yeah. Compound interest at a quarter percent is just, what's the fucking point? They end up taking that from you yeah. in fees. And then the final one yep. here, help them to figure out how to make money. It's like, well, fuck. That one just, to me, like, seems like a throwaway. How? Does it say, like, no. specific? Like, <laughs> no. get a job? <laughs> yeah, it's like with your free time. Like, spring break, you know, summer break and all that. It's like, okay. Um, oh, I see. Make them get a job. I Pretty much. But we're doing a whole episode on jobs and stuff coming up so we'll definitely delve into that deeper yeah there was another article i'm going to post all this we're not going to go too deep into it activities to teach kids when the kids are three to five something as simple as teaching your kid how to wait in line which at first when i read it i was like eh, whatever i was like you know it kind of does it'll help them ease up on the impulse buys and stuff like that oh i see yeah you know it's important to learn to wait for stuff that you want though i could do better i do not show that enough i generally go like oh let's just get it and i'll figure it out and that's fine good. That freaks me out that if Olivia already has figured out how she handles money at seven years old yeah. already, is like, ah, oh, crap, well, and I, mean, I blew it on that one. Yeah, well, and it's, it's kind of true with, like, even playing games. Like, I hate playing games with some people because it takes forever. <laughs> But have you ever played Bananagrams? No. Uh-uh, oh, what's that one? It's a great one because it's not turn-based. It's just, and go. And you just go. There's no waiting on someone else because there's always someone that's fucking slow as shit. Yeah, even playing yeah. poker gets old. It's like, fuck, dude, you got a two and a seven. Fucking fold. Just get over it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> You know, and bananagrams, you just go. You pull out like a bunch of tiles and you make words and you're not waiting on anybody else. When you're out of tiles, you win. Oh, 
that's cool. And there's no game could last a long time or a game could be really quick. Yeah, it's really up to you. So yeah, I need to do better about teaching my kid to wait his turn because I don't like playing those games. You know, activities. Have your kid set a goal. Make sure it's something they could actually afford so then they build up and get it. Yeah. Ages 6 to 10, it's kind of like what they were talking about. They need to make choices on how do they spend their money. Here, like they're talking about having them do generic grape juice over brand name because it ta- costs less but it tastes the same. Yeah. I remember generic was like a big insult when we were in school. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> you get generic. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, the only thing I refuse to get generic right now is toilet paper. Oh, yeah. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, that's usually like... That's fucking horrible. Paper. Either your finger's going to go through it or it's going to rip your ass apart. Or both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <so> <laughs> you got shitty bloody hand. But, uh, <laughs> ages 11 to 13, they talk about compound interest, which again, I think being the victim of compound interest is a bigger lesson than what you can save. Yeah. Um, and then they're talking about activities for 14 to 18, pretty much like in selecting colleges, 18 and over, talking about credit card balances and all that stuff. So that kind of leads us to that thing we were talking about before, filling in the gaps. Apparently something called adulting classes for millennials is taking yeah. shape. There was one in the UK. There's some in the US. I think Kentucky was one of them. You know, when I first heard about this, I thought this is fucking stupid. That's called life. But then I think back to what it was like when I was first out of the house because I got booted when I was, what, 19. I still feel bad for my poor roommate because I had to ask her for everything. How do you wash clothes? Um, How do you do this? How do you know? And I remember yeah. her just looking at me like, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? And I'm like, I don't know these things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I didn't realize bathrooms didn't clean themselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> A little shit like that. But yeah. And then we were talking, I don't think it was on here, but about how we're not learning how to balance a checkbook. I never learned that in a school. I mean, we learned yeah. the math to do it, but we never learned, here's your checkbook, here's what you do. This is a credit score. This yeah. is, And they told you about credit yeah. cards, but they never really, and they're teaching stuff. Or like, even the stuff, yeah, of how to save. Yeah, they never went into that. Like, no. Money or anything like that, yeah. And some of them, I was looking at some of the topics, and you know, some of them was like cooking a simple meal and planning on like a multi-day meal that you can have leftovers, yeah. which I didn't realize until I was older. Yeah. The only, the only thing that got me cooking was going out with women, because when I was in my twenties, because I realized, wow, they appreciate it and it's cheaper than going out. Yeah, yeah. And if you can impress them, all the better. There was stuff about how to change your oil, how to change a tire, how to fix a hole in sheetrock, which actually comes in handy when you're throwing parties at your house in your 20s. Yeah. And some of the things, I'm like, holy shit, I don't know if I could pass this fucking thing. Yeah, totally. I'm actually, it's really sad that they have to do this. There's stuff that I wish they would bring back, like wood shop. Yeah. That's <clears> not part of this. But I don't know why we stopped doing that. I don't know if it was a liability thing. You know, we have a family friend that has a shop in a garage. And yeah. he creates the fucking coolest stuff. And I just get jealous. and like, I wish I knew how to do stuff like that. And he's always yeah. been cool. Like, yeah, come over. I'll show you. And it's like, eh, why? Because um, <laughs> it's it's not like yeah. I'm going to do anything good with it. I think we're missing out a lot you know, out on no, teaching kids how to work with their hands. Just being, you know, even being able just to work with wood, I think it teaches you how to piece together stuff and solve problems. Like, I want this to yeah. do this, so let's figure out how to do it. And instead of just coding and all that. And fuck, there is no funny in this goddamn episode. I apologize. <laughs> we're just like grumpy old men today. So I think we're going to have to call this the grumpy <laughs> old man episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> kids Days. Adulting mm-hmm. classes, look into it. On the more humorous side, got anything for dating my dad? Well, there's one thing I run into that, I mean, I guess people who have used the dating apps and stuff a lot 
know it, but it's pretty funny. Like, you'll get people that will match with you, but you can quickly, like, figure out that it's, like, a, like it's a bot. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll ask you, like, odd things, like, trying to guess what you're going to say. Okay. And then it inevitably asks for something crazy, like, like you know, do you oh, like big boobs? I want to go out tonight, you know, like... Okay. I'm only in town for a day and I really want to go out. <laughs> but can you, yeah, can you get verified at Tinder, like, or whatever, or Bumble, like, verified.net or something? It's like, what the hell? <laughs> it is crazy. Are they legit I sites or are they, they just... They try to get people to, yeah, put your information in, I guess. I guess uh... it's just, it must be just all code or something. They just put up... But they send pictures of real people. Seems, yeah, it must fool people for sure. No, but I mean, but they have pictures of like a real girl that's writing to you? That it's what? Oh, no, no. I think it, they've, I think probably a person sets up the profile so that it seems plausible, you know? But I mean, there's like a real picture there, right? There's a person there. I don't think there's a person actually writing. No, no, no. I know. But like when you get something, is it like hot looking woman or is it just an email? No, it's you. Yeah, you're matching on a person. Okay. So you get a picture of a person. It used to be like when I first started, it would be like, oh, okay, these people where anybody that looks like their photos are like from a magazine or something. It's like these people are fake. Um, And I think that's normally where they put them. But I've seen some more recently where they have like normal pictures. Somebody, you know, a woman in her 30s that. It had kind of normal stuff like, you know, just looking to start dating again, you know. So they're getting smarter. And then you get that. And you're like, what? So they're getting better, I guess, at making it more of a plausible person, you know. Got it. Like, you kind of deserve it if you're clicking on it and it's like some picture from a magazine or something, you know. Parents on Tinder. Keep an eye out. Well, I can't remember what they call it. Touring? Fishing. Right? No, yeah, the catfishing, or yeah, the fishing with the pH. No, but the I think it was Alan Turing the test to see if a computer can be the artificial intelligence is as good as a person, like where you can have a conversation oh. with somebody and not realize that it's not even a person. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. we're getting there. Good times. Glad I'm married. Yeah, they're definitely trying it. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Kim. <laughs> Here's a story about a bad daddy. Bad dad. We just celebrated Mother's Day a couple days ago, so I figured to change it up this week's bad dad is going to be a bad mom. (laughs) Just in time for Mother's Day. Woman arrested after toddler calls 911. Reports he and six others left alone in a hot car. So this was in Maryland. I think it was on Friday. First, I want to know why. uh, So all the kids involved were between the ages of two and four and there were seven of them. Yeah. Why the fuck does a four-year-old have a cell phone? That's true, yeah. But Uh, How did that happen? In this case, it was a good thing. One of the kids called 911 because they were left in a car in a parking lot at a mall. Yeah. Cops arrived, uh, found seven children between the ages of two and four in the vehicle with the vehicle with the windows rolled up and the car not running. Yeah. So the kids were removed from the car and treated. According to the sheriff's office, the unnamed 37 year old woman had been shopping inside the mall for at least 20 minutes. Over in Maryland, it's un- it's against the law to leave a kid under eight inside of a vehicle. And then they Which re- is crazy. You have to have a law for that. <laughs> You have to have a law that you you don't fuck animals. You have to make a law. That means enough people fucking do it. Well, well, that's the issue. Because they're saying, uh, on average, 38 kids die while trapped in hot vehicles every year. And they said last year, 52 kids died in hot cars. So that's one a week. Clearly not. don't get, like, you're you're all leaving them out there to, like, get kidnapped. Beyond the fact that it's dangerous as a... Well, here's the thing. You know, then, yeah, yeah, so it's seven kids between the ages of two and four. So obviously, unless it's like an octomom thing, it says the woman is the mother of two of the children and was babysitting the others. What the 
fuck are you doing with my kids that you're babysitting? I'd be furious, yeah. Yeah. Shit. You babysit my kids and this is what you fucking do? Yeah. And I'm sure her answer would be like, what? I put my kids out there too. Yeah. The penalty for leaving kids unattended is as much as $500 in fines, 30 days in jail, or both, according to Maryland that state it? law. And it seems low to me too. Yeah. Well, I think that's just for leaving them that's there. That's shocking. If something happens, I think it changes to manslaughter or something like that. Then you yeah, have a different for charge. sure. And then they talk about how cars can transform into ovens when direct sunlight heats objects inside. Temperatures can soar to 130 degrees even when the outdoor temperature is only in the 80s. So I did not realize that. But yeah, that's just kind of sad. So summer's coming up. Don't leave your fucking kids or your dogs in the car. Well, I remember when I, <laughs> this is fucked, when I fir- when we first had Owen and he was like a week old, I went to get gas and I had him in the car. He was in the car seat in the back and just literally like days old i get gas and then i remember just walking into the store to get something to drink <laughs> like i'd done a million yeah. times before and then i come out and i'm like oh, i totally left the kid un- unattended i mean it was granted it was for three minutes but yeah, yeah. you're like but, oh shit yeah i forgot i had a kid <laughs> yeah and then i you know then i suddenly understood when you hear stories about dads that or you know parents that leave their kids in the car and forget i could see how yeah. it could happen but you're not going to forget seven fucking kids yeah. I haven't done that since. Uh, there have been times I wanted to leave him in the car, and I won't. But... <laughs> Let's see. Comic of the week. Got some sad news this morning. Tim Conway died, and I'm sure most people yeah. listening don't know who the hell I'm talking about. He was 85. <laughs> he was huge in the 70s. I have fond memories watching Tim Conway on like the Carol Burnett show and with my dad. Just funny ass dude. And I guess they would just get off on trying to bust each other up on set. God, what was the name of his Steve Harvey something? I remember he did Dorf. Yeah, little... I hated Dorf. Where he <laughs> sit on his knees. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like Dorf. But what was the name of the guy that played? He was in Blazing Saddles. Oh, Harvey Corman. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, those two together were just seemed like so much fun. Yeah. Tim Conway, thank you for all the smiles. We are sorry to see you go. One of a kind. June first, Sacramento Podfest. We will be live four o'clock at Stab Comedy Theater. Come see us. Jay Wuck will be our special guest. You can check and out. And you the... can buy tickets either just for the for ours or for the day or the weekend, right? I believe so. Yeah, and you can get details that. at www.sacpodfest.com. Send us emails. I'm still waiting to hear from the international dads, moms, listeners, whatever. The standupdads at gmail.com. If you have something you want to have us talk about, or if you want to hear embarrassing facts about Mike, I'm going to have to start putting in some embarrassing (laughs) things in there. And you can check us on Facebook at standupdadspod. Follow the group. You'll see stuff that we post on there. And you can also check our stories uh, we'll be posting out. And subscribe to our show. It'll pop up in your feed every Sunday, along with the links to the stories we talk about. And Mike? Yeah, and if you want, I do art on the side, too. My site is PencilForHire.com, and it's also PencilForHire on Instagram. And it's not with the number, it's like spelled out, F-O-R. <laughs> Pencil, F-O-R, It always sounds terrible. How do you even do it? Pencil, F-O-R, Hire.com. Definitely go see okay. it. There's lots of cool stuff to see aside from just, you know, Hire Me or anything like that. He's got cool old stuff on there that's entertaining. Uh, I've spent some time on there. You know, what makes it harder, too, is I know you're going to laugh no matter how I, I do know. it. So I, I try every time, but I know. <laughs> 
I think you just fuck it, it up on it purpose. Worse. It makes it come out even <laughs> way worse. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Let's see. You can get my side project. And you just like yeah. li- listening to me like struggle with it. I do. I love it. It's like my side project gag on this. Nick loves to make me do the intro because I always fuck it up. <laughs> anyway, it's the same thing. But yeah, like I said, listen to my side project gag on this podcast. We record every Wednesday at 530 at Blacktop Comedy up in Rockland. We interview local comics and just talk about whatever's going on and whatever tangents we go to. And you guys have a new co-host too, right? Yeah, Danielle. She is another comic as well. And when there's an open mic afterwards, I went to the last one and ate shit promptly. (laughs) So it was pretty rough. But for what it's worth, I don't think anyone got any laughs that night. It was just a bad crowd. Also, bad material. That's the whole point of trying out new stuff. Come out there, see how non-funny I really am. And (laughs) we will catch you next week. (laughs) 